Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, December 7th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Well, are you tired of the trade war yet? I sure am. But guess what? We're going to talk about it again today because, well, you just can't avoid this subject. It seems to be one of the biggest drivers in markets right now. And the weirdest thing is nothing's really happening. But let's do a quick overview of the gold market first. In a nutshell, it's been a pretty good week. Gold prices edged higher overseas this morning, and they're on track for the best week in 15. Gold hit 1244.32 per ounce as a high earlier this week. With a rise of nearly 1.5%, gold looks to be on track to clock its best gain since July. Reaction to the November jobs report will have some bearing on how the yellow metal finishes out the week. So we'll just have to see what happens there. Dollar weakness due to renewed speculation that the Fed might be on the verge of winding down its rate tightening cycle gave gold a boost. Remember, last week we got the trial balloon from Chairman Powell when he said rates are just below neutral. Then yesterday we got a Wall Street Journal report saying that the central bank is considering whether to signal a wait-and-see approach to rate hikes at its upcoming meeting this month. The report said Fed officials do not know what their next move on rates will be after December. So basically, the Wall Street Journal just signaled that for them. You know, none of this stuff happens by accident. Somebody somewhere whispered something to someone, hoping it would get out. They're trying to stop the precipitous stock market slide by making people think, hey, maybe these rate hikes are close to ending. But this gosh darn trade war keeps getting in the way. The stock market got a nice bump on Monday with news that there was a truce in the trade war during the G20 summit. That lasted all of one day. The markets tanked, and they tanked hard, as investors realized the truce really doesn't mean anything substantive. The Dow Jones plunged 799 points, a 3.1% drop. The S&P 500 declined 3.2%, while the Nasdaq gave up 3.8%. As one news outlet put it, Investors are quickly realizing that the U.S.-China trade war is not over. The tariffs already put in place remain, and the new tariffs could be implemented if the two sides fail to make progress. Well, yeah, duh. Then there was more bad news on the trade war front. Now, warning, I'm about to butcher some Chinese names here, probably. Ming Wanzhou is Hawaii Technologies' chief financial officer. He got busted in Canada on Wednesday. It apparently has to do with sanction violations by the company, which is the world's largest telecom equipment maker. Reports say U.S. authorities have been investigating Hawaii since at least 2016 for allegedly shipping U.S. origin products to Iran and other countries in violation of U.S. export and sanction laws. This threatens to drive a wedge between the United States and China just days after they agreed to a 90-day trade war truce in Argentina on Saturday according to reports. Now, here's what's weird to me about this whole trade war business. It causes these huge market swings when absolutely nothing has happened. It's all speculation. Trump sends out a tweet about adding more tariffs and markets tank. The next day, Trump hints that negotiations are going great and markets rally. If you ask me, it's all, well, it's all kind of silly. 
Now, here's what's even sillier. The trade war isn't working. Get this. The Commerce Department released a report on Thursday. The trade deficit increased 1.7% to $55.5 billion last month. That's right. I said increased. That's the highest level since October 2008. The trade gap has now widened for five straight months. Now, maybe I'm confused, but I thought a trade war was supposed to shrink the trade deficit. Of course, supporters of this tomfoolery will tell me that this is all Trump 4D chess, and it's going to be great when he finally wins the trade war. Here's the thing, and I've said this repeatedly on this podcast. Conservatives always tell me that you can't tax yourself into prosperity. What is a tariff? It's a tax. You are paying the tariffs. You are paying higher prices for goods. So doesn't it follow that you don't tariff yourself into prosperity? The whole thing is preposterous to me. But anyway, the stock market was tanking yet again on the bad trade war news yesterday until that Wall Street Journal report came out. The the Dow was down more than 700 points early in yesterday's session, but then it rebounded on the Fed news. It's good timing, eh? But U.S. stock market futures were down sharply this morning, so I guess we'll have to see what happens today. So you see the dynamics here, right? The stock markets want monetary heroin. They want the Fed to stop pushing interest rates up. The economy is getting more and more rickety, and they want the central bank to step in. It looks like they might get their wish. The central bank is at least trying to instill that confidence. It's it's signaling. It's releasing the trial balloons. It's talking about slowing the rate hikes. Now, eventually, it's going to have to cut rates to do anything substantive. Now, meanwhile... On Monday, the yield curve between the two-year and five-year treasuries and the three-year and five-year treasuries both inverted. This is widely viewed as a signal that the economy is slowing down. It's a sign that we could be moving toward recession. As Peter Schiff explained in a podcast this week, the market is saying it thinks that sometime, two or three years from now, the Fed is going to be cutting rates because the economy is going to be in recession. And so people think yields will be lower three years from now than they are today because they think the economy is going to be in recession at some point in the future. Now, here's where they might be wrong. It may well come a lot sooner than they think. If you look at what's going on beneath all of the headlines, if you look at the real economic data, it's very weak. I've talked about both the auto and housing sectors showing signs of trouble, and just consider the increasing oil reserves and the falling price of crude. That signals we are using less energy. That's something that happens during what? An economic downturn. But as Peter put it, right now people are still in denial. The price of gold provides one sign that People just don't get it yet. Gold was up a little bit as the stock market sold off earlier this week, but not really as much as you might think. People just don't seem to want to deal with the truth. I guess they're hoping the Fed will inject that monetary heroin. But you know what? Even though it feels good and even though getting off of it is an awful process, heroin is not good for the addict. And more easy money isn't going to be good for the economy in the long run. As Peter has explained it, it will tank the dollar, and the inflation fire that is already burning is going to heat up even more. This all adds up to stagflation. A lot of people seem to think we can't have a recession and inflation at the same time, but that's most likely what's going to happen if we end up with more quantitative easing and lower interest rate. I mean, heck, it happened in the 70s, right? 
So in other news, palladium briefly became the world's most valuable precious metal this week. Yeah, palladium. The price pushed higher than gold for the first time in 16 years on Wednesday. The price fell back below gold on Thursday, ending palladium's short reign as king of the precious metals. Nevertheless, the price will likely remain high into the foreseeable future. The biggest use for palladium is in the production of catalytic converters, primarily in gasoline-powered vehicles. As reports have put it, there has been a consumer shift from diesel to gasoline-powered cars, thus boosting palladium demand. Now, by consumer shift, they actually mean consumers have been forced by government regulations. We haven't seen this so much here in the U.S. because we're not really that into diesel, but there's been a concerted effort to get diesel-powered cars off the roads across the pond. Europeans tend to favor them, but their overlords don't like them because of climate change, so they're regulating diesel out of existence. And don't think for a minute the gasoline-powered cars aren't next. This is a whole different subject. But anyway, the bottom line is that palladium looks really good for the foreseeable future. And on a side note, you can actually buy palladium coins at Shift Gold. Now, I wanted to talk just a minute before I wrap up the show about silver. According to the U.S. Mint, demand for American Silver Eagle coins surged last month. November sales were up 15% over last month's and a whopping 327% increase year on year. Now, it's a good time to buy because, as I've said before, with the price of silver really low right now, this is literally silver on sale. So perhaps investors are recognizing the tremendous upside potential for silver. After all, the silver-gold ratio hit a quarter-century high last month, and it's still close to that level. This signals that the price of silver is way out of whack compared to gold. But there are even more fundamental reasons to own silver. We highlight them all in a report titled, The Powerful Case for Silver. We released this report several years ago, but I recently gave it a complete update and revision. Also, it looks really nice now, too. You can download it for free. I'll put a link on the show notes page. You can also talk to a Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialist about silver's upside. All you need to do is call 1-888-GOLD-160. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. And if you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at iTunes or on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. You'll find links on the show note page to both of those. And if you're listening on YouTube right now, feel free to share your thoughts on this week's gold news in the comment section. We always like to hear uh, your perspective on what's going on. So thank you again for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week.